0: Hello friends, thank you so much for tuning into the pursuit. Today on the show we have Andrew Courier, who is an avid cyclist and decided to bike across the United States. We're going to be talking about his adventures and experience biking from New York to San Francisco. This episode is going to be broken up into two parts. Part one is going to be from when I spoke with Andrew back when he was halfway through in South Dakota. And part 2 we'll be talking about when Andrew made it all the way to San Francisco and what he learned from his experience. We hope you guys enjoy this episode and get some great takeaways. My name's Adam Melmed, and welcome to The Pursuit. Whether you're outside getting some fresh air, or hanging out with friends. Get ready to be happier. Alrighty, today on the show we have Andrew Courier. Thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? (laughs) This is a really cool story. So Andrew reached out to the Pursuit podcast on Instagram and Let us know that he is biking currently from Buffalo, New York, to San Francisco, California, correct?
1: Yep. I'm at the halfway point. I'm in Pierre, South Dakota. And I'd say the adventure is about to begin. So I'm going to be going into the backcountry. I've been going through little towns, and I've been so grateful. There's been so many people that have helped me along the way, just like random people. And it's so nice. But there's going to be a lot less of that where I'm going now. So... (laughs) it's about to get a lot more interesting. Definitely. So Andrew, do you want
0: to give us a ba- a little bit of a background about yourself for those that are not aware?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I, I just graduated high school last year. I got what everyone calls the senior shit show. But for me, I couldn't have been happier just because I got to go outside and run around and ride my bike and look at mushrooms and plants and whatnot and do all the stuff that I'm actually interested in instead of sitting in a classroom. And I got my diploma last week. My dad sent me a picture of it (laughs) because I've been out on the road since July 27th. I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) what is that going to do for me? (laughs) (laughs) I've been riding bikes for a long time. I started riding a fixed gear bike back in Buffalo and racing alley cats. And I started doing mountain bike races and cyclocross races and gravel races. And then I kind of, I never really fit in at the races. So I started doing my own adventures and whatnot and like doing adventure cycling and bike touring, which is what I'm currently doing. That's like really my favorite thing to do because you, it's not just about just riding your bike I'm riding the stuff you want to ride but like also you meet so many amazing people on the way and try different food and it's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. When i said bicycling i meant cycling across country, right? No no motor nothing, just your just the power
1: human power powered by food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm going to a gas station and someone's like, "Oh, are you buying getting some fuel?" And i'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's literally, just, literally fuel, right? <laughs> yeah. Just eat a lot. I, it's Crazy how much I eat. Like I'm super skinny, but I still eat like I'd want to say it's at least four thousand calories a day or more. It mm-hmm. Has to. Be, it's a ridiculous amount of food. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell
0: us a little bit more about this adventure. I know this is a very long ride and a journey,
1: but have you done something like this before? Maybe on a smaller scale. I mean, I have done like a few little trips. Like I used to have before I got like the big pannier bags on my bike. I had like these little bike packing bags and there's not enough space for food or anything on them. So you'd have to carry a backpack with it usually. And that's like, it's a pain. And I got the panniers and I rode across New York state. And so I went from my home in Buffalo to the Adirondacks and that was a good adventure. Cause I rode the Erie canal trail most of the way and between Rochester and Syracuse, my phone completely gave up. It wouldn't hold a charge, so I bought a paper map and I did the rest of the trip analog and it was even more of an adventure that way because I got to so many different people that I wouldn't have met along the way because I wouldn't have had to ask them for directions or whatnot and just so many, that was like where I first experienced like the generosity of people on the road and Mm -hmm. I usually call that road magic. And (laughs) there was a guy I met just the other day back in, back in what was it? It was Montevideo, Minnesota. He's what through hikers on the Pacific crest trail call a trail angel. So people who are hiking from California to Canada on that Pacific crest trail, there's like people who will usually stop at a trailhead somewhere along the way and they'll like cook them food and whatnot. And this guy just, like, I was sitting on a p- picnic bench, and he just, like, came up to me with a box of donuts, and we just ended up talking to the guy for two hours because he was, like, so inspiring. He had a million-dollar construction company, and he, like, hurt his back, and he gave it all up so he could just be, like, generous to people like that. It, like, reminded me of the quote by John Lennon, and it was, like, it's, like, the teacher asked him, was like, what do you want to do with your life? And he was, like, I want to be happy. And the teacher's like, oh, you didn't understand the question. And he's like, you don't understand life. And I was like, yes. And I was thinking <laughs> about that quote the entire time I was talking to that guy. And that guy was like, so cool.
0: That's such a cool but, story, man.
1: Yeah. That was just one of the people I've met along the way. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So how did this idea come into mind? Riding across the country. Let's hear about it.
1: I mean, I've met so many different people I've met and talked to and watched and read about so many different people who have done an adventure like this and i've always wanted to do it like and last summer when i went to i was in new mexico and oregon my dad and i did like a whole road trip in between there it was nice but like you miss a lot of stuff going 60 miles an hour on the freeway so it's like 12 15 miles per hour is like the perfect speed to see everything Mm -hmm. you miss a lot of stuff when you're in a car and like you don't get to hear the sounds of the crickets and everything and the smells, but just like outside and like the stars and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's like, sometimes you need to not think about why you're doing something and just do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you think it's the right thing to do, because if I wouldn't like be able to be like, Oh, I love doing all these things, like all these great things I see along the way, all the great people. I wouldn't want to ride my bike 90 miles a day Mm -hmm. in the heat. (laughs) yeah i mean it's not like it doesn't hurt but it's like the things that i get to see along the way is what really makes up for it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like the story that you just shared with us i'm sure you've gone to meet some pretty incredible folks and individuals along the way yeah but do you want to tell us where you're currently residing or where you're currently recording this episode
1: yeah i'm in pierre south dakota I am in a warm showers host and a warm showers host is a it's someone who has hospitality for bicycle tourists and mm-hmm. they'll let you stay at their house for a night and usually sometimes more than that if you really need it and you can stay there for a night and they'll give you food and a real bed and a shower and it's just like being in a regular house. <laughs> yeah,
0: you learn to appreciate I think when you don't have something for a long time, you learn to appreciate just having a bed and having yeah, the little things is pretty amazing.
1: That's kind of another reason why I wanted to do this trip because I, I don't appreciate those things when I'm at home. I'm just like, eh. But now that I'm out here on the road, like having a bed to sleep in is really nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: So you're in South Dakota right now.
0: You've traveled, you said, roughly 1,500 miles,
1: right? I'd say I really don't know. I'd want to say it's X. I went through Wisconsin, Minnesota, and halfway through South Dakota. And that's at least, it might be like around 1300, 1400. But when I was in Mantua, Wisconsin, right across, I took the ferry from Ludington, Michigan to Wisconsin. It was, I was at 700 miles at that point. Mm-hmm. And that was only eight days out. Wow! Now I'm 20 days out. And I I don't know how far I went. Like you, you asked me the other day if I have Strava. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I got Strava, but I am not recorded anything in eight months on there. Yeah. And I'll like at the end of my trip I'll dial everything and see exactly how far I went, but still with detours and I I probably I got like two rides from people like yesterday coming into Pierre. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to do a. I was supposed to do a hundred nine mile day to get into here, which would, would have been my longest day yet. And a guy in RV stopped alongside this highway, which was just like, there's no shade out here whatsoever. My legs were getting incredibly sunburned. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, stop and like pull up his RV on the side of the road. Like, you just want, he asked me what I was doing at first. He was like, Oh, you need water or anything? I'm like, here's a freezy pop. And I was like, pretty happy. He was like, Well, we're going to PR2. He's like, You want a ride? And I was like, He's like, because he had done bicycle touring before. He's like, I usually would turn down the ride. But I was like, Yeah, I don't care. No <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that I still, I still did 80 miles yesterday. Yeah. And I got to see all the, there were fields of sunflowers, which mm-hmm. I have never seen before. I've seen sunflowers, but like, fields as far as the eye can see like it's just all yellow Mm -hmm. that was probably the best part of yesterday yeah along with the ride. and the night before that there was a gap between two towns it was at least 60 miles and i was planning on just camping in this random lake and there really wasn't there's no place there's no stores for a very long time Mm -hmm. and i stopped at some farmhouse because i saw a woman outside and asked if she could fill up my water bottles and she ended up giving me like food and stuff and she was like Oh, our neighbors 12 miles down the road, (laughs) neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like 12 miles down the road. They have a bunkhouse you could probably stay in. I was like, let me give them a call. And they called them. And then I ended up riding 12 miles down the road at like, I got there at like 10 at night. And they had this like amazing, like Amish built barn with like, they usually like put up hunters in there. And Mm -hmm. there's so much space. And they gave me, a bunch of good food and I don't think if it was for that I don't know how I would have made it from the town of Bryant to mm-hmm. the town of Miller Wow. and it was just a really long stretch of highway mm-hmm. and it was brutal but yeah. those people helped me along the way it's just it really makes a difference definitely
0: I think what's really cool is that you know there's there's a pandemic happening right now and there's a lot of negativity going across the U S yeah. across the world. But regardless of this happening, you've been able to find, you know, find some light in how generous and happy people are, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. That's like the main thing. Like when I left on this trip, I was like, I want there to be like some purpose to this trip. It's like greater than myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up trash. Cause it was mm-hmm. like I usually at like the park back at home the park, where we usually go run around chestnut Ridge. It gets completely trashed. And We'd be like, we'd be running around. and We're like, we're just sick of this. We started picking up trash. Mm-hmm. We'd come out with like three big ass bags of trash, and then they'd get down like even less and less and less. And it was good. And we'd see people throwing trash in the ground. We like tell them like not really get super mad at them. Sometimes mm-hmm. we would, but we'd be like, hey, like this is usually when they see us picking up their trash. They're like, oh wow, this isn't good, and it usually changes people's mind there. But I, I wanted to kind of pick up trash going along the road, but that didn't really work out because I'm riding 90 miles a day and I don't really have too much time to stop, pick up trash, and then carry all that trash. Mm-hmm. But like I saw a documentary called Packing It Out, I think REI made it, mm-hmm. but it was about these people who like rode the scenic route across the US and they picked up trash and cleaned up along the way. I was like, that's something I want to do. I still pick up like the occasional thing that's in the middle of nowhere, but like, like you said, I think I found like the purpose is just to like, make people aware of the fact that there is peace, love and generosity out here. Mm-hmm. When everyone is like, our, it seems like they the news is trying to make it out to be that our world is scared and angry and horrible right now. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still pretty nice. Yeah. Everyone out here is very generous. And everyone really deep down wants to help mm-hmm. unless they're just incredibly greedy or something incredibly yeah scared.
0: yeah i think it's so crazy that you're only 18 and you've been able to figure all this out already but
1: yeah I, you spend a lot of time on a bike you'll figure it out
0: <laughs> yeah that's actually it's a good transition i was going to ask you so you're riding 80 to 100 miles a day and i mean i don't know if you're listening to music or what you're doing but what are you thinking about those hours you have a lot Um, of time to think right
1: yeah it's i i really should i kind of want to start listening to podcasts because it's like something to do Mm -hmm. but my music taste is really like very specific not like super specific it's all over the place but like i only listen to like a certain like Number of songs and like random songs will come in my head, and I'll just play that mm-hmm. but um yeah, there's this one thought that I can't keep seem to keep getting on my head. I don't <laughs> the, maybe a podcast isn't the best place to talk about it, but it's part of the story, so mm-hmm. I'll tell it, and maybe this girl will end up seeing it, but yeah, there's this girl that wanted to ride across country with me. Mm-hmm. I was talking with her about since like March, and I was riding across New York state and she called me up and she's like, Oh, like should ride across the country together. I was like, Whoa, like you haven't ridden a bike more than five miles. You don't have any of the gear to do it. It's like, and she like bought the gear when I was up in the Adirondacks and she was like down to do it. And we like got into an argument about like us sleeping in the same tent, but she's like, Oh, like we can just be friends. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work, sweetheart. <laughs> but, and I was also planning on leaving like two or three days after I got back from the Adirondacks and she wanted to wait until the 16th of August, which is yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Halfway across the country in that time. Yeah. And I don't know. That's that thought. Can't, I can't seem to get that out of my head, especially with a lot of the music I listen to. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think about that girl. I yeah. really, I really do like that girl, but yeah, that's, Like, no matter how hard I try, I can't get the damn thought out of my head. (laughs) Because this girl was crazy enough to want to ride across the country with me. There's a reason why I'm doing it by myself. It's because no one else can keep up with me. No one else wants to try to keep up with me because my pace is my pace. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to go at someone else's pace. Yeah. But, like, that would have been a real real test of my patience, which I don't really have.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it sounds like, keeping her in the back of your mind is motivating you to continue doing what you're doing and maybe someday you'll get to experience a similar route or you know something completely different with her.
1: Yeah I'd hope I'd get to bring her on an adventure like that because like I really did want to bring her but like still I wanted to do my own adventure Mm -hmm. and if we would have left the 16th of August that would have completely rerouted us we would have had to go straight south instead of straight west which is what I wanted to do yeah, there would have been snow in the Rockies by the time we got there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was like the main concern. Like she thought it was like mainly the tent scenario, but no, it was the weather scenario too. And just my plans, like I like other people, but I like myself more than I like anyone else. So that's uh, yeah, not, like, totally selfish, but like mm-hmm. you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. Yeah. What are you calling this experience? I mean, it's a bike tour. Yeah, a tour across America. Mm-hmm. It's like most people, are like, oh, are you following? Like, there's this thing called adventure cycling, and they have planned out routes and like places to go. And they're like, oh, are you following the adventure cycling routes? Like, no, I'm just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna do that when I get into Wyoming because it's a lot more sparse out there. And being able to know where the next water stop is and just like having a good route planned out is nice. But like, mm-hmm. the, they cost money. It's like, I don't want to pay money for a route when Google Maps is free and I can just wing it and have an adventure, which is what I really like doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think people, people that are listening might be just slightly curious how much planning and organizing goes into this journey.
1: You know, this is something I was talking about with that guy I talked about in Montevideo and like the same thing for like a through hike, like... Like, there's a certain amount of planning, like, you need to get the gear for it. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly it. But, like, you get the gear and just go. Just, like, take off and just go and see where it takes you. Because if you if you keep trying to plan everything out, you're really never going to get anywhere. You just have to go and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing about how, like, my attitudes towards doing things is I don't really hesitate on doing things. I just do it. Because that's what I'm supposed to do, and I don't like wasting time. So, yeah. If there's anyone out there that wants to do it, don't hesitate. And even if you're like, oh, like I want to get better gear first, it's like, just do it. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't like go bike across the country because you don't have the best gear, like do a short trip or something. Mm -hmm. Like just go ride across town and go to a campsite and just hang out there. And it's like, it doesn't need to be a huge extravagant thing. But, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. So, <laughs> what I've always wanted to do. So,
0: yeah, I
1: just winged it. Because mm-hmm. I knew I could do it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind that I can make it across the country. Yeah. But, like, sometimes your mind is, like, totally your enemy. Mm-hmm. And, like, your body can be, like, completely hurting. But if your mind is like, oh, this is great. you mean, just keep zooming down the road. Mm-hmm. That's all that really matters. But, like, if your mind's, like, very concerned, like, I remember thinking about this. This was a while ago back in the Adirondacks. I was going up there for a bike race. And the night before the bike race, I went out for one of my adventure rides in the backcountry of the Adirondacks through, like, logging roads and private property. And it was super sketchy. And it was, like, about 4 o'clock when I left. And I remember grabbing my bike light and I was like, oh, I don't need this. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm gonna be back before dark. It's only like a 20 something mile loop. Yeah. Well, I ended up getting caught in the dark and riding through logging roads and gravel roads in the middle of the night. And like, I remember like starting to panic because it's like, oh shit, like it's getting dark out here. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. My phone is out of service. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember thinking right then and there, I was like, well, I can either panic about this and it's gonna make things way worse, or I can stay calm just keep following the road out and it'll get figured out because mm-hmm. it always will. Yeah. And that's the main thing. You got to be able to keep a cool head when you're doing something like this. Cause if you can't do that, you're going to, it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what's also super crazy is that
0: so Andrew and I, literally first time we spoke on the phone was right before this call. He hadn't listened to any of the podcast episodes. he just found the pursuit on Instagram. I think I may have followed you and everything that you are sharing, I have either touched on it or has been a theme or idea that I've brought in the show. and I think what's really fascinating is that though everyone finds happiness in their own way, there are certain steps you can't take to achieve that, regardless mm-hmm. if you know if we've spoken before or not, there is a path to happiness and you choose the direction you want to go and what you're passionate about, what your interests are. But ultimately there are certain things that you need to do in order to achieve that.
1: Like one of the first things I said to you on the phone, it was like, because you like, it's called the pursuit. And it's like, well, and there is a pursuit of happiness. There's a pursuit of things that make you happy, but like the same thing. Happiness is right now. It's mm-hmm. either right now or it's not. Cause if you keep chasing it, you're probably never going to get there. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, Oh, I'm happy you can only attract more and more happiness. And like, I usually think about these things. I don't know if you've ever read any books by Eckhart Tolle. The Power of Now is like his big book, but I just finished reading A New Earth, which is like a power, The Power of Now, but in even more detail. And it's such a great book. It's like a very spiritual book. It talks about like the ego and just like happiness and fear and a lot of the things that I've talked about. And it really changes your mind once you read it. And it's like, if you're not ready to read it, you would see the book as a completely meaningless thing. But if you are, you're like, wow, this is like keys to life. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would totally recommend reading that book. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't happen to have any books you'd recommend me to read. Yeah, no, definitely. One of the
0: books I'm reading right now is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And it's about this uh, former FBI hostage negotiator who explains uh, the power of words. And there's yeah. always, there's two ways you could always approach a situation. And most people rather than thinking what they want to say and being strategic kind of go at the easier route. But if you take the time and think, what am I trying to achieve with this conversation, not manipulating the conversation, but what do you want to get out of it? What is the most efficient outcome? And there's a, there's a second option that you could choose and, this book really dives into it, and I, I'll, I'll send you a link to it once you get a chance, but it's a great book. Tell us what your plans are once you head out of South Dakota. Where are you going from here?
1: So I'm going out of pier. There should be a 60-mile gap from here to the next town, which like everyone has been telling. us like, oh, you got to pack a lot of water and stuff. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to head to the Badlands and... There's like a big scenic road that goes through the Badlands. I want to see that. I was planning on going through the southern portion of the park too, but that's closed off because it's an Indian reservation. So that kind of changed up my route, but I'm going to head to Rapid City, head up into the Black Hills. And uh, there's a Mickelson Trail. It's an old railroad grade that goes through the Black Hills. So it's pretty flat. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, are you going to see Mount Rushmore? I may see Mount Rushmore, but like, I don't know, like, there's so much Native American history out here. It's such a disgrace that they just carved our president's faces into the side of their mountain after they stole their land. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like, really, it's like, I know I live here, and it's like, I'm white and I'm not Native American, but, like, the fact that, like, that's how our that's how our world came to be is, like, that upsets me. And I wish yeah. I could do something to change that, but I can't, other than respect them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyways, get out of Black Hills, and I'm going to go to the Devil's Tower, and still planning out my route through Wyoming, but I think I'm going to go through Bighorn National Forest, go into Yellowstone, head south to Jackson, go over the pass into Idaho. I'm going to hit as many hot springs as I can in Idaho, (laughs) because I haven't been to a real outdoor hot spring. I tried to find one in New Mexico last year, but it was all flooded, and that was too bad. Hmm. And then I have some friends, a few friends in Oregon I'm going to see, and then I'm debating between taking Highway 101 along the ocean the entire way south or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through the interior of California. And once I get there, I have a friend in Berkeley and my friend Luca is going to come pick me up and he has a national parks pass that expires in December. So we're going to make good use of that on the way back.
0: (laughs) He's going to drive you back to New York?
1: Yeah. he, He wanted an excuse to drive cross country before he gets a He's applying to get an EMT job right now, so he's gonna be a working man soon enough. So we're not gonna have time to do these things. It's like, if if not now, then when? <laughs> like
0: exactly. Awesome, dude. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and very excited to hear you know the aftermath of once you make it coast to coast. So yeah, wish you best Thank of you luck, so man. Much for having me. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it's such a crazy opportunity that you're pursuing and I'm very excited that you wanted to share your story on here. So we'll we'll talk to you in probably two or three weeks and we'll get to
1: hear the rest of the story, right? It might be a bit more in two or three weeks, but I'm gonna take my time going through the mountains. There's a lot more stuff I want to see there. I've just been like powering through the flatlands because it's kind of boring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. Awesome. See where the road takes me. Awesome man.
0: Well we look forward to hearing about
1: it. Yeah. Well, have a great day. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed part one with Andrew Courier. Tune in next week to hear the rest of his journey. We'll be talking about how he completed his trip from South Dakota to California and his future plans with bicycle touring. If you haven't done so already, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at The Pursuit Podcast Official. And check out our website, thepursuitofficial.com. And we hope you guys have a great day. Stay safe, everyone.